Like if you love your job, you're trash. That's <laughs> you just are. Like I think that you're a bad person. You know who likes to do that? Who likes to send nasty emails? Senator Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> this is the topic of this podcast. Yeah. Speaking of work. What did you what stories did you read? So I read just a couple about her. I read the comb the comb the, the comb one. The comb salad. And that That's one a great one. It's at the That's beginning the new like Weinstein phone story. It's the comb salad. So people know that we're talking about Amy Klobuchar is a senator from Minnesota. And there have been a series of stories in the media about how she's an evil, horrible boss. Um, there was a big New York Times profile, and then there was something on HuffPost and something on BuzzFeed. They all kind of cover a few of the same incidents in different ways. But the New York Times has this blockbuster story, which I actually I thought it was an odd story to lead with because I didn't really feel like it was an example of her being a shitty boss. Basically she was given a salad by some aide because they were going through an airport and then they got on the plane and there were no forks. The aide didn't bring a fork and there was none on the plane because it was short. So she proceeded to eat the salad with the comb she pulled out of her bag and then she told her aide to clean the comb. And this is like the beginning of the story about how she's a tough boss. You don't see that as bad? I mean, because it's not like... No, I don't. Because I think you need to like uh, think about what the 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 like um not context but like the way in which she did that probably went you know i think it's it's not that she did it i think it's that she probably was a huge bitch about it i mean I, I, like I, when you think about how those but, facts went down but that's not the um the way that the story is written i mean it's very let's see i'll just quote from some of it Senator Amy Klobuchar, I think I'm pronouncing that right, was hungry, forkless, and losing patience. I hate stories. I hate profiles that begin know, this God, way me in medias so res. Fucking boring. It's a cliche. It's, it's the worst. It's like there's a yeah. It was he. You know, he walked into the diner yes. uh, without a care in the world. Joe Biden yeah. was feeling ornery. Jesus Christ, I, it's the writing. It's I can't read any of it. I, I, when I read a profile like this, and that's the first line, I yeah. immediately stop reading. I I really want one of these. My my goal for myself is to get one profile where the beginning is me complaining about the way that profiles are written. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's Charles what... Disney was complaining about profile. Why do they always start in the middle of the thing? And then it's I that's know. the and opening. You have to thing. go back. To, yeah. It's like, I don't even know who this fucking person is. Yeah. How about you start with that? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a journalism cliche. I Ugh, think. It's the fucking worst. An aide joining her on a trip to South Carolina in 2008 had procured a salad for his boss while hauling their bags through an airport terminal. But once on board, he delivered the grim news. He had fumbled the plastic eating utensils before reaching the gate. I don't know. He had fumbled. I mean, he lost them. And the crew. The only did not... thing worse than Amy Klobuchar is the writing yes. of this story. Yeah, this is. A... What, what word did they just use already? Procure. Procured, and the second one he like grim, it, it, grim oh, yeah. news. He delivered the grim How news. How would you just fucking say what happened? Well, because they're writing it's it. Like, like what like is a... this? A goddamn fucking fairy tale? A cheeky tone. Oh, it was grim. God, it's infuriating. He had fumbled the plastic eating utensils before reaching the gate, and the crew did not have any forks on such a short flight. What happened next was typical. Ms. Klobuchar berated her aide instantly for the slip-up. What happened after that was not. She pulled a comb from her bag and began eating the salad with it, according to four people familiar with the episode. 
Then she handed the comb to her staff member with a directive, clean it. Uh, that moment, as a an abridged version of which Ms. Klobuchar recounted herself in a speech to fellow Democrats at the time, encapsulates the underside of life on the Minnesota Senator's team, detailed in interviews with more than two, two dozen blah, 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 blah. So I, I thought that was a really weak opening. I disagree. I think that's great. I... I heard that I mean, and I'm the, like, that's the, not the image. that's not that crazy. Because oh, I think that's super crazy. If she, it's disgusting. Are you kidding? It's that she. It's it, disgusting. Would she use the comb? No. So what happened is it's clear. You know, he she says she braided him. So it's clear that like this poor like aide gets her the, her fucking salad. He somehow fails to get a comb, which is like classic aide a fuck fork, up. Not a comb. Or, yeah, right. Sorry. Somehow fails to get a, a fork, which is yeah, he's a fucking idiot for not getting a fork. But yeah. like, whatever. It's a mistake, right? He like hands her the fucking salad, kind of like trembling, like, oh God, I'm going to get fuck shit. And she goes, okay, where's my fork? He goes, oh fuck, I don't have a fork. Instead of being a fucking human about it, this person, Amy Klobuchar is an evil boss, right? So she loses her shit. She's like, okay, oh fucking typical, fucking typical. This is just fucking but great. None of that. None of that is in the story. All it she says, says it, she berates her. Yeah, berate, but we don't know what that is. So I'm what acting out the berating. But I'm acting we out. don't know that the berating wasn't like just like, are you fucking kidding me? Okay, Which well, is an what, acceptable what, response. Well, whatever it is, you're like, you know, losing your shit. And then it's not like she's like sitting there like feeling like I need to solve, find an actual solution for the problem. Guarantee she's like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? And she probably like jams her hand in her purse, comes up with some like gross fucking dandruff covered disgusting fucking thing and i guarantee she like probably like passive aggressively eats her salad like like shoveling the shit into her mouth like spilling it everywhere because she's so fucking angry she's like throwing a tantrum yeah but none you of that I mean? none of that is in the story that's think, all in your imagination that and that's why well, she said the berating though i but, mean i feel like but those details aren't provided and i feel like that's indicative that this story is mainly being told because of the comb eating and it's like this hot I just feel like it's a great example of a fucking evil. But it's boss. not because she's not doing anything evil. Like if if your job is to, it, she's like throwing herself under the bus though. You know what I mean? She's she's using a she's doing something disgusting and childish because she's throwing a, a tantrum. So the comb you don't eating, eat a fucking salad with your comb. That's disgusting. But she, she's hungry and she wants to no, eat. No, 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 no. I think you're you're viewing this uh, but the I'm, wrong way. I'm not because it's not none of those details that you're imagining are there. So all all I'm left with is. Okay, she was hungry. She was on the campaign trail or doing whatever. She was just like, okay, I just want to fucking eat something because I'm starving. I'm hangry. And your aide like, brings you a salad with no fork. And you're like, fucking crazy. But this now, is being used as the, a paradigm example but of I know, an evil and, boss. And so that, it's like, but it it's not. Like... But it's not because there's better examples of evil bosses. This is why I got suspicious about some of these stories because... There's a mix of like shit that's definitively evil boss where I'm like, okay, like the next, this one is evil. This is evil shit. Okay. The senator feared sabotage from her own team. In an email, she once raised the prospect of an in-house mole. She and her top confidants could complicate the future job opportunities of some staff members who sought to leave, former aide said, sometimes speaking to their would-be employers to register her, her displeasure. Now, that is fucking evil. If you are fucking with your employee's next job, that's evil shit. That's really That's evil. legit. Yeah. You're fucking with somebody's livelihood. And that's why I'm like... But it's not a great way to start. It's like... I understand. You know, you're using an image to begin the story. Yeah, I understand. But know? the image that they've used, I, I'm like, okay, 
even like the story would be more evil if the salad was incorrect or he's like she's like get the tomatoes out of my salad like more persnickety but it's it, it's sort of like on a very basic level you should have a fork with the fucking salad that you're giving to your senator boss <laughs> right so that she can very eat under- i mean it's like I I hear what you're saying, but it's also like, okay, it's a very, it's a mistake. It fucking happens. You know, I'm sure the guy didn't mean yeah, to but not bring a fork. She didn't, this is the thing. It's not like he got fired. It's not like. Yeah, but she did an insane, disgusting thing. Sure. Eating yeah. a, there is no circumstance in which you should ever eat a salad with a gross comb that is in your purse. <laughs> That's a I, disgusting thing. I to agree do. with that, but that to me doesn't signal evil bossitude. And there's there's just example after example in here where it's like evil boss moment, but then like like not really so that. So you're evil. not totally buying it. It's just a it, the article. Well, they got to get rid of. It. They got to prune the candidates, and clearly, like this is. Yes, you know, she's she's being pruned. Um, but she seems horrible. I mean, I. The thing is, no, once mean, you have this reputation, forget it, because you know the actual voters work for people like this. Yeah, no. If and, you're you know, if you're fucking with your employee's next future. job, oh, you're yeah. you're a bad person. Very like, bad. Very bad. I am a hundred percent on the side of labor on situations like this. Yeah. Like, I'm against management thinking they can control where you work yeah. like that's oh, yeah. just an idea we've bred into modern corporate culture i'm against that shit like those are evil examples but the start there i was just like it's a little uh like this is another one this is actual evil shit she was known to throw office objects in frustration including binders and phones in the direction of aids they said low-level employees were asked to perform duties they described as demeaning like washing her dishes or other cleaning a well, possible violation of Senate ethics rules, according to veterans of the chamber. Well, some. Well, so who cleans the dishes? I mean, it's like I don't. You have a you hire housekeeping staff. To okay, that. yeah. So you, you can't have your aides separate. Yeah, right. You can't right, have right. your aides doing that. Although it's like okay, it's fucking. House, um, and this is housekeeper, a but yeah. This is another fucked up one. Um, among other concerns, her office's paid parental leave policy has been described as unusual on Capitol Hill. Two people familiar with the policy said that those who took paid leave were effectively required once they returned, to remain with the office for three times as many weeks as they had been gone. Oh, my God. The policy outlined in an employee handbook called for those who left anyway to pay back money earned during the weeks they were on leave. Jesus. So if you you got pregnant and you went on parental leave and you came back, you had to stay for three times as long as your leave. And if you didn't, you had to give your salary from that time oh my God. back to the office. Yeah, so this is a contemptuous evil bitch. Um, yeah, in those, in those cases, yes. So it's just, it was, it's so strange to me that those weren't the bigger focus and there was just like other random I just think it's because the there. act, again, the comb salad act is so disgusting that right. it's hard to not think about it. And I could just see it happening. I mean, uh, we've talked a lot about this. I think that there are people who are sort of programmed one of two ways. Yeah. There are contemptuous people and there are resentful people. Mm. Contemptuous people mistreat people below them. Yeah. Resentful people mistreat people above them. Right. I am a resentful person. Yes, yeah, same. I never mistreat anybody beneath me. No, like if, never, if, ever, never, if never. I'm ever working with somebody under me, like I'll, I'll be direct and quick and like yeah. we need to get this done. But if there was ever a complaint about me like mistreating somebody below me, I would be fucking appalled. Yeah. Like I would be like so apologetic. I would, you know, like that is my ultimate goal is to never ever mistreat somebody under me like that. Yeah. But when I am dealing with people above me and I feel that they're being contemptuous of me, I get ultra resentful same, same. almost to the degree that she is 
and I get like really fucking mean, yeah. you know, and like, uh, up, but upwardly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is worse because it means you never fucking advance anywhere, you know, whereas the contemptuous people tend to go higher because they're really nice to the people above them right. and really shitty to the Which people below. Which is so below. gross. Yeah. It's yeah, so right. It's right, because so one is good and one is bad. It's yeah. like, it's better to say fuck you to the people above you and treat the people below you nice yeah. than the opposite. Always attack your boss. Never attack never your underlings. Never right. Always and because it, it's boss. so much easier, you know. I mean, like, you, there's no skin in the game when you're shitting on the people under you. Although she just found out that there definitely is, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, and that's the the good thing about socialist thinking at some level. You know, the AOC thinking of the world is that it is. We can't live in a slave society, you know. I mean, slavery is a, an ultimate evil, and that's the ultimately contemptuous vertical relationship yeah. you know and a lot of the workplace really is kind of headed towards that where no, I, people who are assholes on, can. on facebook the other day what it, i posted <laughs> i want to read my my brilliant wisdom you and your employer are in a dom sub relationship <laughs> remember your safe word right Cause that's what it is your, yeah. your boss is basically the dominant yeah and they get to if if it's a toxic workplace especially workplace especially they get to make determinations about your life and you just have to put up with it because they're paying you money. Yeah. No, it's completely insane. Although, I don't know, in the workplace, I really, you know, so I'm finishing, I just passed uh, a year in the corporate workplace. Although I work at a startup, so few would say that it's uh, corporate, real corporate. Yeah. Um, But I never thought I'd be able to do it. And and I did it. It was really hard. Being, it's really, really hard to be in the corporate environment. You just eat so much shit. And, uh, you know, I love the people that I work with and I don't think there's only one without naming names who's a bad person, but, um, you know, the, the vast majority of the people I work with are great. You know, it's a a really like good environment. Um, but it's so strange that we've signed up for this, as you're saying, Dom sub relationship where we're being constantly you know, told we have to do things. Yeah. And a lot of people just do them. Yeah. But once you're there for a little while, there is ways to, you know, I think like uh, the nice thing about Gen Z I've noticed is they really are (coughs) willing to put up with a lot less shit. Right. I think the millennials are the worst. Like they're, our generation (coughs) is the worst. Not my generation. We were Gen, Z, Gen X. I'm a, I'm a cusper. You're a cusp Gen I live, X. I love, I'm an Xennial. I think Gen Xers are great. I think millennials, my generation is the worst generation because mm. we're both spineless and ambitious at right. the same time. You yes. know what I mean? Whereas the Gen Z people that I work with, like a lot of younger people, I noticed that they really don't take shit the way that millennials do. Like they are way more like, fuck you. Yeah. Like I'll just leave. Yeah. You know, <laughs> good, good, for which them. is great. And I, it's like, there's so, cause I think they're just like, well, there's no fucking opportunity. You know, there's the job market's great. Yeah. Right. It's not that hard to find a job right now. It's not like 2012. And then everybody's constantly terrified of like employment violations and what's happening with Klobuchar because yeah. now everything you're doing is transparent. Well, one of the, one of the kind of benefits, I mean, uh, of me too has yeah. been 
that it's made people think very seriously about how employers treat employees. Right. And a lot well, of unfortunately the, it's only man woman, but a lot of but I think this is kind of an outgrowth of this too. Um, yeah. I mean there's an argu- abusive bosses. There's definitely a more consciousness yeah. of abusive bosses. There, there there's was. an argument that this criticism of Klobuchar is sexist because it wouldn't be directed <laughs> at men. Um there's the, there's an article written by somebody that makes a an argument that's interesting. Um but we'll touch on that later. But the beauty of 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 me too having that effect is that people are just like, wait, why do I have to tolerate this abuse right. from somebody who is my boss, but they're not my like master. Yeah. Like why should I have to be berated? Why should I have to go to work and feel constantly stressed? That's right. not right. No. Yeah. And, why am I doing that? What am I a slave? Yeah. Like, is this indentured servitude? Yes. Which is effectively what has happened to the American economy. We do have indentured servants. I yeah. mean, we've indebted everybody. I'm one of them. Yeah. I'm in a mountain of debt so big I could never pay it off. Right. And then I'm not, I don't plan. I mean, unless I get really wealthy, I don't, there's no possible way that yeah, I you're ever. You're going to pay it off for your entire life. Right. There's no way that I ever could pay it off, you know? The, so I think for people like us and a lot of Gen Z people who are in these shoes, we're just kind of like, why would I play by the rule? Why, like, there's no point in me paying by the rules because no matter how much money I ever make, oh, I make it up to making 110 grand yeah. a year. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, that's nice, but it's certainly not worth that money. Doesn't go very far anymore. Right. You know, I mean, like, I and made you're gonna a, have your whole life eaten, dude. As I made a result. A, I made a good amount of money last year. Yeah. And. I, do I, you know, I have a little bit of savings from it, like right. a tiny bit, but I'm still paying eight billion bills. I still have no the amount of debt that I'm in from law school. It's like there's no point in even trying yeah. <laughs> to pay for it. You know what I mean? It's like it's it was just like throwing drops of water on a massive fire. So so many of us are in this position that I think it's just kind of like, well, shit. I mean, if we're gonna be basically indentured servants. Uh, I'm going to go be an indentured servant somewhere where I'm not being, there's not this pretend bullshit of like, I need to stay here because I'm making a little bit of money and uh, I'm in a high powered environment where I'm going to climb up the ranks. Right. It's like, we're kind of realizing like, that's not real. Yeah. It's, it's like a hamster wheel. Yeah. It's like yeah. an obvious hamster wheel. The, uh, I saw this on Twitter and this is the attitude that we're up against on, on, on this issue. Cause, Bernie Sanders tweeted, I've met people with $300,000 in student debt. That is crazy. We have got to make public colleges and universities tuition-free and substantially lower student debt. And then Bethany Mandel, or Mandel or whatever, on Twitter goes, you have exactly as much debt as you agreed to take. Okay. I would really like it if we stop pretending like student debt is something that just happens to you like cancer or heart attack. Yeah. Okay. Where's the button? (laughs) (laughs) One of our attorneys... Fuck you, Bethany. Uh, so I I retweeted her, and oh, I no, just this is this is Jew on Jew crime here. Jew on Jew crime, and I was just like, you know, the idea that you agree to take on debt when, in a lot of cases, you're at an age where we don't allow you to make the decision to have alcohol, and we tell you like, if you don't go to college, if you don't do this, your entire life is going to be ruined. Right. And and that that's an agreement that you make in in good conscience is absurd. 
Like it's completely crazy to to act like it's insane when you're 18 or you're 22 or whatever that that you have any fucking understanding and you're trying to compete with and this is why it truly is indentured servitude because the rich people they don't have this fucking problem right this is why it's set up that way it's set up that way so that the the poor people can never get to the rich people because it would cost them two hundred thousand dollars of money they can never fucking pay back right I would highly suggest if you are going to do this and you're young, never get any debt that isn't federal. Because okay. I have only federal debt. Yeah. I have like the maximum cusp of federal debt because I went to law school for half price. Yeah. And the feds leave you alone. Yeah. They don't, they're not going to fuck with you. I mean, they can ruin your credit. Yeah. But how harmful is that really? You know what I mean? It's like your, your credit being ruined is not good, but Donald Trump went bankrupt like 14 times. So it's like not that fucking bad, Uh, especially with student debt. They're like very nice. Like they really don't fuck with you. Yeah. So uh, I would just say if you are going to go into that much debt to try and compete with the rich people, which you kind of have to do to play the system, uh, definitely only get the maximum amount of federal because uh, that's going to be a so that's like Navient, Sally May, Fed yeah. Loan Servicing, because they the federal government they don't have the resources to fucking run themselves, let alone like track you down. Yeah. Whereas Great Lakes Lending, yeah. you know they have a bunch of assholes who are making a lot of money to find your ass right. when you don't pay. You right. know so. Uh, anyway, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, no, it's completely absurd and and infuriating what has happened yeah. to our financial you get, system you get pipelined out of out of your college which you've paid right. an arm and a leg to oh go yeah to. the decision we're talking about the decision and, now and yeah. then you get into it's like okay now i've got to work and you've got to work in order to pay off this debt and and function and you're never going to get to the point that you need to be at unless you're destroying your life in order to get there and everyone is telling you this is mandatory yes every fucking person who's grooming you your parents your i mean i think this will probably start changing now but well yeah because your parents are telling you about a paradigm that no longer exists that doesn't exist anymore exactly they're talking about shit that was true in the 80s in the 80s and you have a, a high school counselor pushing you to fucking get in there yes and when you probably you know some people have no business being there right and uh, you have all these people pushing you, pushing you, pushing you, and then, oh, it's your fault yeah. that you decided to get a bunch of free money to yeah. go to college when yeah. you're 18. Like, no, come on. That's Because yeah, a bunch bullshit. of people were, were telling you yeah, to do I it. Yeah, I mean, and, and even if it is entirely your fault, even if you did make a big mistake, right. the penalty should not be $300,000 worth of debt. You right. know, the penalty should be, you know, oh, maybe 20 grand of right. debt that you got that you could have the possibility of paying off in your lifetime. Yeah. You know, I mean, going to law school, big make mistake for me, right? Yeah. Huge mistake. I mean, if we're looking at like my life, right? It was, I was young, I was dumb, I didn't know what to fucking do with myself. Right. And uh, everyone around me was going to law school. I mean, I was 24, so I was well old enough to make this decision, but I was smart enough to go for half price, right? Yeah. I went for fucking half price. I went, I got a 50% scholarship. Nice. And I'm still, the amount of debt I'm in is is so astronomical that it's not even, it's like not even a real number. Yeah. It's not even like something I could ever it's even not achievable. hope. It's not achievable. Unless you have a huge influx of cash. Unless somewhere. I somehow, you know, started a company that was worth millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, it's not even on the table to pay off. Well, not a huge fan app. Yeah, right. When we, when we get a million dollar deal, <laughs> to, to 500,000 an episode. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, so... That penalty for that mistake I made, yes, as an adult, yes, 
I was an adult, but I made the smart decision of going for half price. Yeah, if I had went fucked. for full price, I would be one of these $300,000 people. Right. And uh, I went for half price, and that sentence for that mistake does not fit the crime. Right. It's, it's That is cruel and unusual punishment, uh, whatever the fuck your name is, Mandel. Yeah. You know, like, okay, yeah, maybe it is my fault. Fine. I mean, it's 100% my fault. Do I deserve to be indebted for the rest of my right. life? And what good no. does that do to you no, and to society? Do it. it does That's nothing like, Does good. it teach you a lesson? Is there, yeah. Have you learned something? No. Uh, does it make society better to have you? Yeah, it makes fucking Heather Mandel better. Yeah. But but that's about it. You know, it makes the fucking rich people debt holders better, yeah. you know? But that's the only people it yeah, fucking makes better. It's a moral failing on your part, you know? No, man. And I think that the- But not most, when you're an executive and you destroy the lives of hundreds right. of thousands of people. Then you get bailed you. out, right? Yeah. Yeah. You get, then you get, oh, well, no, it's too big. So here, here's a bunch of taxpayer money right. to pay that off. I mean, yeah, they paid it back, but- And you will never go to jail because that would be wrong. Right, right. No, I mean, it's completely- And this is really the fundamental problem in America right now. And all this window dressing and racism and all this other horse shit that is being painted on top has really... We shouldn't be yeah, hurting Yeah, all the people. we shouldn't be hurting people uh, bullshit is irrelevant compared to this issue that we're talking about right now. No. This is the core problem. Like All of our problems right now basically come from debt, income inequality, lack of wages... Inability for people to protect themselves in the workplace, no unions, yeah. no fucking blue collar jobs, right. no high wages for anybody. You know, every single problem comes from that. Did you listen to Andrew Yang on Joe Rogan? No, but I, somebody, several people told me to. Yeah, he talks a lot about this issue about how many white collar jobs that college prepares you for are just going to be eradicated shortly. Mm. It's going to be over for a lot of people that have college degrees. He says truck drivers are about to be decimated. Like, um, was well, that a college degree job? No, but it's like an example of uh, an upcoming, very soon automation process that's going to be the harbinger of future ones that are destructive for white collar jobs. So, like what? Um, like basic legal work. He says can be easily automated. Um, right, he, like legal zoom. Yeah, yeah. He I give, think that's true. He gives a whole list of things that are going to come down. I mean, what what he talks about is like how there's more complicated, like, quote-unquote, blue-collar jobs that are actually a lot safer, like plumber. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. being a plumber requires a lot of uh, intricacies that a machine or a robot can't handle. Yeah. So it's a mistake to keep telling kids to go to college so they can do data entry that's going to be completely wiped out. Complete idiocy. In 5, 10, yeah. 15 years and not send them to a trade college where they learn something like being a carpenter or whatever that a robot is just not going to do in our lifetime. It's, it's not so funny. You know what's really funny I've noticed about people in my workplace, particularly like millennial and Gen Z women? Uh. They are the best at Excel. <laughs> <laughs> the button to work. Roger. They are so fucking good at Excel. Okay. It's like this is what they learn, right? Because they're just being groomed to be a data entry fucking yeah. monkey, and it's just like, oh, the amazing. And I'm like, I look at these Excel spreadsheets, and I'm just like, where did you learn how to do this shit? Because there's all these equations like here and there, yeah. And I'm like, this is what people are learning now, yeah. like how to make an Excel spreadsheet. But it doesn't matter. Really good. It's it, fucking it's gonna, irrelevant. It's, it's gonna so be dumb. We, I know. We we had this thing at work. Um, I'll try to like not get into the technical ends of it, but there's a certain type of video file where we have there's a burn in watermark on it, like a proxy, so that you can send it somewhere 
And if they copy it, you know where it right. came from. Yeah. So there's this file type that can be easily automated. Like if we just built this watch folder in our software, you just drop the main file in and it makes it. That's how it should work. But there's these guys at work that are like obsessed with doing it manually. And every time that I have to do it, I'm like, why don't we just build a watch folder? This is eating up like an hour of my time making this file that could be done by me just moving a folder into it. He's like, no, we need to. We need people to learn how to do this manually. It's important. I'm like, but we don't. <laughs> it, it's not necessary. Like we have to stop trying to do stuff that's automated and focus on the stuff that's not. That's not like problem solving, right. troubleshooting, building workflows that work. Yeah. This manual stuff that you think is important is not. And yeah. you're going to destroy yourself by learning how to do stuff that we don't need to learn how to do. Anymore. It's a waste of your brain power. Yeah. But that's mm. the problem that exists at work often is people don't think about that. I'm like, the goal for these companies is automation. They want to get rid of as many low-level tasks as possible. So what you have to do as an employee is to figure out the ways that you can add value that a machine cannot. Right. And those are all troubleshooting, figuring out well, create, problems, yeah, being creative. Obviously, yeah, yeah. And pe people don't want to do that. They want to do their rote stuff. And I'm like, that's going to be gone, man. You yeah. can't. Because it's can't, easy. Yeah. They want to they reduce the amount of time you're spending on stuff that a machine just does perfectly every time. Yeah. There's no need for you. Right. Because a human being will never be perfect. Yeah. So. What other stuff does Andrew Yang say is going to... Anything else you remember? Um, it's been a few weeks since that episode went up. It's Andrew Yang, I think, is running for president. Yeah, he's, also. he's one of the Democrats running for president. I mean, his one whole thing is twenty-five UBI. He's a UBI dude. Oh, the, the, the Freedom Dividend. All oh, right. Um, that's his like main platform. Where is he from? Washington or something? Uh, I don't know where he's. Ever, I thought he was from California. I don't know. Yeah, but he's like super progressive, future-thinking kind of guy. Yeah. Hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the truck driving thing is interesting. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, it, the, a little bit of the issue with that type of thinking, though, is there's always going to be a lot of people who are doing the rat race data entry jobs, whatever <clears throat> whatever those are. You know, there's always going to be people doing the raw labor, you know. And... Those people, not everybody can do the creative jobs. <laughs> you know, no, you I mean, have a million creatives. You know, it doesn't. That's not how but creativity that's, that's works. But that's his point. That's his point too. Is that we can't this idea that you're going to retrain coal miners to like code. Oh well, yeah, that is, was the whole joke thing, right? Yes, that they were all test. So there was a BuzzFeed reporter told, uh, "Why don't the you know the white working class who's been you know coal mining for." 40 years and their community got destroyed you know uh why don't they were just like learn to code like mm -hmm. that's what they were telling them right so then when the buzzfeed people got fired right uh a bunch of you know kind of like right-wing people on twitter started tweeting at the buzzfeed people learn uh just learn to code right just learn to code yeah. and apparently they got banned for it because they were like targeting the buzzfeed people yeah i didn't understand what the the issue was with them saying that there was some association like that bullshit. Yeah, I didn't understand. Yeah, so it's like uh, it's. I mean, you know, you probably should learn to code, but yeah, but not everybody is going to be. I mean, that can't be the the solution. Can't be retraining all these people. We have to acknowledge that there's some people that are going to be left behind, and it's yeah. like, how do we make the the lives of those people better and good so that they don't sink into 
dog yeah, shit oblivion. and just saying like oh you're gonna we're gonna have you do this completely different thing right and that's gonna be that's the gonna key to your you salvation I, and it, that's the thing that he talks a lot about is like that's not really a realistic view of how things work right. it's a good well, episode and it's what's so funny is that it's the progressives the supposed union people that are saying oh personal responsibility just figure it out yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean it's like I understand that argument as somebody who's kind of you know on both sides I get you know yeah at some level there is a level of per- personal responsibility you can't just sit around doing oxycotton right in you know uh, Evansville Indiana because oh wow you're you got fucked over I mean at a certain point you got to figure something out you know you, you can't just blame the system entirely you know you got to do something sure but there you know at the same time there also is a structural problem that we're not looking at at all yeah the 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 framework that people have about their jobs and everything is really i think where it begins like that's when i got woke quote unquote about work stuff i mean i was always kind of a employer skeptic i never I was ne- I never loved any company that I worked for the way other coworkers would. Like I hate the people that I hate worse are company men. I, they are the worst. What's a company man? A company man is somebody that that loves the employer and will always just be like, "Well, they're trying their best," and blah blah blah. Right. And they they just act like the company is a good guy that they're friends with, <laughs> and isn't a, a corporate entity whose sole goal is pulling in money. Yeah, and to whom everything is expendable, whether you're an employee or not. Yeah, and they just defend the company all the time, and they'll never be like, "Well, this is kind of a fucked up thing that we have, so we should address it." Yeah. Company men are, are trash. Like, if you love your job, you're trash. That's. <laughs> You just are. Like, I think that you're a bad person. and Well, they're doing it for say. You can't blame them. For, everybody has a different preservation, self-preservation strategy, right? Sure, think- but theirs is the most destructive because they, they side with the company over their, their coworkers. And the only way to make things better for everyone is you have to be a, a, a skeptic about company stuff. You always have to be... A thorn in the side of, well, of yeah, the business. But see, that's you and I who think that. I mean, this is what I wanted to do. A, a this exact thing is what I wanted to do a mini sewed on. So yeah. maybe we should save it for that. But uh, I think there's we can bring it up here. Is I think there's people who are <clears throat> approval based uh, in yes. the workplace yeah. and people who are results based right. in the workplace. And I actually think both of those things are needed. Um, <clears throat> but I would say that. In the workplace of today, approval-based people have it a lot easier yes. than people who are results-based. Right. Whereas I would say that you and I are most definitely results-based right. sort of people. <clears throat> and the criticism I always get is sometimes you just, you know, like, you know, we love your work. We know how hard you're working. We know how much you do, blah, right. blah, blah. But sometimes should you be just full like, stop. Right. Sometimes <laughs> you don't understand the optics of the situation. Yeah. And it's like, okay. We're looking for team players here. Yeah, yeah. It's like, all right. You know, I mean, again, greasing the fucking, you know, somebody's got to be the lubricant on the gears, you know, mm. but somebody also has to be the fucking gears. Yeah. And I, I'm more into being the gear than the, somebody else can lubricate yes. for me. You know, like, I, that's not what I do. I do the fucking actual work. Right. You know, people can't, somebody else, tra- <laughs> it's just, tell like, it, it's just, tell it. Writing's fucking hard. Yeah. And I do a shit ton of it. Right. Somebody else write as much as I fucking write. You do it, yeah. and then talk to me about, uh, you know, oh, you're not, you're not always the, the, the nicest guy. It's yeah. like, 
yeah, I'm not always the nicest guy. I don't have yeah, negative uh, intentions towards anybody. It's not my job to be nice. Right. It's somebody else's job to be nice. It's not mine. I'm not a therapist. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not, is this in my job description, being nice? No, it's right. not. Whereas it's, getting, it seems like being nice now is about 95% of success well, yeah, in the workplace. I've, I've described this with a lot of bosses I have where they're promoted sheerly because everyone's like, oh, that's such a great guy. And I'm like, that's not a qualification to manage people. Being a yeah. great guy is not... It shouldn't be on your list. Right. It's just it's because everybody's resentful and afraid and they're afraid, oh, but I don't actually do anything and you're going to find out and, oh, you're not nice and emotions and whatever. I mean, yeah. I understand emotional management is very important because, yeah, you need to make sure that people are not unhappy around you or feeling taken advantage of. I totally get that. Um, so when they're looking for a manager, you know, that's who they do. But then, you know what? Anybody can be a fucking nice guy manager. You know, yeah. that's not hard. Or, you know, it, it would be hard for me. I guess maybe actually it is a hard skill, but they shouldn't be getting paid more than me. Right. Because I'm the one doing the actual fucking shit that they can't do. Yeah. So anyway. The whatever. um getting back to Klobuchar, the I don't know, I'm I'm on the fence about how of a how much of a vile Bosch is because the articles are just too full of gripes. Mm. So which, you think this is uh, set up. Um well like one this is one that's iffy here's a here's one this is a quote but her blistering feedback to staff was often substantially out of proportion to the offense these former aides said word choice or grammatical issues could make ms klobuchar especially furious not only in prepared text but also in office meetings or common speech words like straight shooting and absolutely were known to invite her scorn (laughs) she and but this so that's like okay she's got like weird bugaboos but then she urged staff members never to say that another senator led something and asked them to call her a co-sponsor of legislation instead of a supporter, suggesting that the latter sounded weak. That's not a problem. Like that's, Wait, say that again? Uh, she urged staff members never to say that another senator led something and asked them to call her a co-sponsor of legislation instead of a supporter, suggesting that the latter sounded weak. If you're writing messaging right. for well, your... There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, right? that's like your job is to make yeah, your, sure. your the person you're working for seem involved no, with the process. It's that's basic fine. level marketing. So this, it's these things in here where I'm like, okay... There's something else there's, going on. There, yeah. There's... Some of this is hit job. She Some is, of it is she's legit. Right. She's fucking with future employees. She's got a terrible paid parental leave policy. Well, she clearly has a temp. I mean, the, the thing that I was saying is she would write, you know, you always know when somebody's a real piece of shit, when they write like four emails in a row yeah. where it's like one line, one line, one line, because yeah. they're clearly having like a panic attack. Right. Yes. Uh, uh, Email should never be sent in that in state. That's in that no. like staccato shit. Yeah. Uh, she's known for doing that. Yeah. Like she, she said, oh, we would always wake up on Saturday with like, you're, this is fucking retarded. Yeah. This is t- stupid. Yeah. She's definitely not fucking retarded, but she would say, this is like the worst thing I've ever seen. She's definitely got some issues with management, oh, but yeah. there's also some things in here where I'm like, you're just bitching about stuff that has to be done. Like <laughs> you have to make your boss look good in communications with the outside world. And if she's like, listen, you have to, you can't say that somebody else led this process and I need to be listed as a co-sponsor not a supporter. Yeah. That's not crazy. That's No, that's not crazy at all. The absolutely thing is also just hilarious. Yeah. It's like, "Hey, will you uh get me these files?" Boy, <laughs> cuz absolutely. No. She, what the fuck did you just say? Did you say <laughs> absolutely? Excuse me, what? Yeah. Did you just say absolutely? That's what I I told you not to fucking say that. <laughs> it makes you look weak. <laughs> no adverbs. 
yeah, I don't. And then, the, but then there's other stuff that's like this is classic shitty boss thing at the yeah. end. I'll, I'll 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 end with this one to just say I don't know what is going on there, but she's definitely has some problems. Ms. Klobuchar's exasperation often appeared connected to two factors, an abiding fear of being embarrassed in front of colleagues, which is not unreasonable, or in the press, and the conviction that she works harder than her staff. And this is evil boss shit right here. In one message in which she said she had not been prepared properly for an event, Ms. Klobuchar reminded her team of the hours she kept. Please don't claim lack of time, she wrote, asking what else might explain their failure. I flew in at one in the morning. I don't have that luxury to blame lack of time. Unless you were up working at 1 a.m. and up again 5 a.m. the next day, please don't claim lack of time. That's when I was up. And yeah, that's awful. It's, that's, so it's like, yeah, you're the fucking senator. Yeah. You should be working harder than everybody. This yeah. is what's so... That's contempt right yes. there. That's like you're saying, I'm so much better than you, blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I work for you to help you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're this busier This is something than that I totally get. Like, I... I have I am really irritated when people try and tell me to work harder than my boss. Yes. But I if when I'm working harder than somebody who's under me, I'm always like, Yeah, bye. Yeah. Like, go home. You know, you're not making enough for this. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah I'll deal with over. this. Yeah. yeah, you know. That's why I get paid more. That's than why you I do. get paid. Yeah, right. That's the entire <laughs> fucking reason. I get paid more. And again, it comes down to this this difference between approval and results. And yeah. I, I really think it's like people who know who like actually do the work, uh you know, it's kind of, um, the, the, it's not uh, appreciated really in the way I sort of lost my train of thought there. The people that do the work, it's not appreciated. Well, it's like somebody who stays late and pretends to be working right. is is benefited yes. more than somebody that's actually working. Yeah, it's optics, yeah. You know, it's all about like how it looks. Yeah. And that's just so dumb. Yeah. Although, you know, like I've worked for Silicon Valley places where it's the polar opposite. Right. Because they all feel like we do. Yeah. You know, it's all, it's like a bunch of nerd dudes who are like, if you didn't code this right all day, then, you know, you're an idiot. But yeah. it doesn't matter when you do it. You right. Know? Yeah, as long as you get it done. I'm off the reservation. Anyway. Yeah. The, so those articles, <clears throat> like my basic take on Klobuchar is I, I just don't trust some of the things, some of the things in there are red flags to me. So where do you think, you think it's just the democratic machine trying to sweep her away? I don't know if it's a democratic machine as much so as it, it is. To Bernie. Um, well, yeah, I mean that, that stuff is always going to happen, but I don't know if it's the machine cause she's kind of well within, she's not off the reservation with the Democrats, like the democratic party likes her and she's not that progressive on issues. I think it's more that... Somebody's trying to deal with her. No, I mean, you're right. So who would it be? Who's dealing with her? I don't her? even know if it's a who. I think it's more like there. there's two things that are going on. A, she's a bad boss. And I am i don't think a bad boss should be president because Definitely not. that makes you not side with, with labor. It makes you side with management. And I'm, that's very dangerous to, to continue to have happening. So I don't really want her to be president because she's obviously not a great boss. Is she this monster these other little things in here that are gripe sounding are like, she's probably a shit boss, but she's not a horrible, evil person. Yeah. But it is fucked up to fuck with your employees' future work spots. It is fucked up to throw things at them. And well, it is fucked that's up. Totally. I mean, that's assault. You, know, yeah. you should go to jail for that. Yeah. But there's, <clears throat> as this woman says in this, I know you're not going to be happy, in this Vox write up about whether or not it's a sexist approach, ah, she says. Yes. She goes like, 
six of the people listed as bad bosses on like the the worst bosses in the Senate list are women. So it's like all these women and then a few men. And she and her position is that men get away, with, get away with this it. behavior because we're like, oh, it's a man and it's fine for a man to behave that way. So I was going to bring this up. Yeah. There was also another report recently that came out about female lawyers. Yeah. And apparently like the vast majority of, I think it's, par- they pulled paralegals or they pulled legal assistants and something like that. Right. They asked them whether you would work with, rather work with a female lawyer or a male lawyer right. as your boss. And it was like overwhelmingly men. Mm. And that was women and men that they yeah. asked. And so, the, yeah, the question here is, is it is it like the Carter, is it the chicken or the egg? Is it that women make worse bosses or a certain type of woman mm. who is a boss makes a worse boss? Or is it that it's sexist because men uh, get away with saying stuff that if a woman said it, it would not be uh, taken the same way? Right. I am a hundred percent on the side that it is. There are there's a certain uh, woman in the workplace who has a chip on her shoulder in a certain way that is really fucking annoying. That men, uh, we get that beaten out of us. You know, like I don't think a man is allowed to behave. In that way, he, uh, you know, maybe, you know, in the 80s, Weinstein throwing binders at people, maybe. Today, never. Hmm. Whereas a woman, I think that can still slip by. I think as a woman, you can still treat people really fucking badly and get away with it. Whereas now, if you're a guy and you treat people badly at all, you're going to get, you're going to get fucked. Because an abusive male boss is like a really terrible... That's a really, really dangerous uh, thing to be, right? Whereas an abusive female boss, I feel like you can slide through a little more, Hmm. you know? I I don't know if I agree. I'm sort of on the side of women being judged under different standards. Really? I so disagree. In workplaces, just because, like, I I mean, I haven't had... I, I mean, I have. I've had a really toxic male boss in the past few years. Yeah. And it's not like he was punished for it. He was the COO of the company. But was he like mean like that? He wasn't. No, he wasn't so aggressively mean in that way. Right. Like there wasn't anything fireable that he did, but he had an attitude that was very like shitty. Like what? Just, he definitely had a chip on his shoulder because as I've mentioned before, he's like a failed soccer player and he's short and he's bald and he's, Know, in his early 40s which is just a recipe so what would he like what was his i mean the classic one is uh i mean obviously suspending me and threatening to call the police because right. of nonsense but when he slapped me on the back really hard one Oof. time Ooh. you know in a very like oh i'm gonna dominate you type of way Ugh, that's weird and i immediately complained to hr and he got spoken to so there was there's that and i didn't see re- he learned not to fuck with me, so... Right. But I think that other people probably had worse... But, but what was his... You're not really... What was his overall uh, toxicity? It was It was just 
an inability to be questioned without him getting upset. I see. Okay. Like because defensiveness. Yeah. Extreme defense. In a meeting where you're talking about like, oh, maybe we should do this workflow or that workflow, he would get very personal. I if see. you said, I don't know if that's a great approach. He'd say like something personal back, like he's he would just start cursing, Ooh, and you could tell whoa. he he would get mad because somebody responded in that way. Yeah. So. I think that's very prevalent, and I think that that guy gets away with that in a way that a woman, if it was a woman doing that job, I could have gotten rid of her much easier than you if it was really a really think so? I think so. God, like, it's so funny because I see it as the exact polar opposite. Like I in mean, my work environment, I see like the one thing that you cannot do as a man is show any, any type of aggression. And it's like the slightest amount of aggression that you show is like a big fucking deal. Like I only one time ever did I kind of like snap at somebody Mm -hmm. and it was like really not okay. And I felt like overwhelming, like people being like, no, no, no. Like that's fucking not okay. Mm -hmm. You know, not to mention that women, not to mention all the other little bullshit things of like, you know, you can't rub my dick on a chick sitting there. No, you can't say anything. I got in trouble. We had like this woman come in for, uh, five seconds who like was there for no time and she like came in and out and she was a t- terrible obviously evil fucking incompetent. boss oh. and totally incompetent and uh but on the her first week i work in an environment that's almost all women so it's like you know women are talking about women shit all the time i'm there yeah. i'm like i try and talk about them i like made we were like talking about hair and i made some like comment about somebody's hair and i got like a talking to immediately <laughs> You know what? What, what was the and comment? everyone said? Everyone, even the people that I like the hair I was talking about, they were all like, "Oh my god, that's the biggest bullshit I've ever heard." Like that had nothing to do with anything. But she would, you know, it's like as a man in the workplace, you are constantly on edge of saying the wrong fucking thing. Hmm. You don't feel that? No. God. I'm, I mean, maybe because I work at fairly casual workplaces. I mean, I my- totally feel. I mean, I I think there's definitely a difference in the way that men and women are treated for sure, which is completely inevitable. But I would say that men in the workplace right now have it a lot tougher because we're constantly, all it takes is one woman to say, I feel unsafe Hmm. and your reputation's ruined. You're fired. You know, whereas that's not really true. Vice versa. I can't go. If I have some evil woman boss who I've had, I can't go and say, she makes me feel unsafe and get rid of her. You know? That does. I can't do that. I don't have that power. Hmm. Interesting. I haven't had a. I haven't had a female boss in quite some time. I'm trying to think about like. I mean, you gotta. You gotta understand, man. Like, women in the workplace, they have the ability to to complain and defile complaints about discrimination any time, and they can do that any fucking time. Do you think that's super prevalent? Do you think a lot of guys all the time? All the time, there to to get ahead, a woman can file a, a discrimination complaint. There's all sorts of agencies and administrative law things that you can do. And as soon as they file, they file that complaint. You can't fire them because if you fire them, that's retaliation. Yeah. And then what are you going to do? You're stuck with that employee. The person above them is fucking ruined. Doesn't even matter if it's true. So, I mean, like, basically every woman in the workplace now is sitting on a golden fucking ticket that they can just fuck over their boss if they want. I'd love to speak to a woman working in a similar environment and see what their thoughts would be. I think... should have a lady on. 
to explore we that. We should. With. I mean, we definitely should. I'm sure they see things differently, but it's undeniable well, I mean, that men in the workplace today. My it's beefs not easy. with female bosses have always been actually the not being abused, but my beefs with them have always been the things that women are alleged to be much better at in the workplace. Like I, I used to work for these two women who were paralyzed by the need to constantly get collaboration on every decision. So I would ask, hey, oh, yeah. can we do this? And it'd be like, well, we need to talk to the board oh, and get approval. Christ I'm like, way. that's going to be like months before. Well, let's just do it. And if it doesn't work, <laughs> fuck it. Like, why do we have to wait? But it was all, there was so, so much concern about getting buy-in from everybody and everyone contributing that it was completely paralyzed. women do that? I'm More saying that. that I think... That's the reputation that women bosses have is it's much more collaborative yeah. and they want everyone to be involved. It's more communicative, which I think is good. But in this case, it was it so really extreme. Bad. Oh, no. that I I was writing for a large bank. I was writing uh, articles mm-hmm. for a large bank. Mm-hmm. And oh. it was a... This is so sexist. One of our what attorneys a, <laughs> is a G. I don't even think... What I'm about to say sounds extremely sexist, Uh-oh. but um, so just I recognize <laughs> that, but you gotta you gotta let me finish, uh, which is it was uh, this these were shitty blog articles that no one reads. <laughs> <laughs> who reads Who reads the blog of a bank? Mentally ill people. <laughs> no one. Yeah. Like what is wrong with you if you're sitting around Sickos. reading the blog? Uh, I was reading this on Capital One. The money was insane. It was so much money for the easiest writing in the world. But they would give me an assignment. There were six of them. (laughs) These are six people running the blog of a bank. (laughs) Six people. And there would be... I wrote three articles for them. And it would be just, a, we'd like do millions of rounds of edits yeah. for these fucking stupid non-articles. And it would be just about time to publish them. And then they'd get killed yeah. by somebody in the six group. Oh, yeah, we were really worried about saying that. Yeah. So it was just this utter circle jerk of nothingness, yeah. of just talking for zero result. Right. And even if we had published one of these things, no one would have read them. <laughs> So it was a, just a charade. Yeah. It was a total fucking charade. And I did at the time, and again, I know that this sounds super sexist. I was just like, it was six women. There was not one man on this team. And I was just like, this is like the straight up death of like creation. <laughs> like It's just like doing it this way and this like... Too collaborative. To, yeah, where everyone has... A say. A say, yeah. you know? And of course, I've met women who are completely not like that at all. I'm not saying women are like this, but you know, if we're being stereotypical, I did, I had that thought at the time, which was like, "Wow, this does feel like if this was men, this would not be going this way." Right. Yeah. You know? But who knows? Maybe it fucking would. Well, yeah, some of that's culture, and but I do think there's. I mean, some of that's just marketing people in general. Yeah, are just I'm, the most awful. They're people. so nervous about everything. Yeah, it's right. Like nobody gives I, well, a fuck. Because they're about trying this. to add value. Yeah. Right. There's six of them. Yeah. What What are they doing? So they're all sitting around being like, "Well, I need to say something that yeah. uh, is worth something." Oh, I'm worried about this. We okay. Used to, we used to make brochures for like Hustler TV. We'd be yeah. in there with all these different like paper stocks, and I'm, I'm like, nobody gives a fuck. Just pick one. We don't need to yeah. spend all this time like. <laughs> rubbing our hands on the stocks yeah. but because it was marketing people it was oh, like all these things people. they think 
were necessary. Marketing it just totally people, it's really uh, delicious. Made, tacos says marketing is satanic, and it he's, is. He, I, I don't even think satanic is the right word. I think it's it's just a utter. It's an act. Yeah. It's not real at all. There yeah. is. There's, There's no, no way to quantify real, any of it. Yeah, it's just a total we're, bullshit. We'd make commercials for Hustler TV. Yeah. And I had to like, I was the one that was on set dealing with this. There was like a production company and there was the ad agency and me as the client. I had to like take pictures of the dress the chick had and send them to them, you know, because God forbid it was the wrong color or some other thing. And I was just like, I, I'm, it's we don't need this extra step. Like I'm, I'm sure the dress will be fine. Like it's, if it's red or if it's black is not going to make any determination about whether or not somebody orders a movie from Hustler. Oh God. Just endless sign-offs. Endless sign-offs. CYA. And, and it's always, the, the funny thing is that is literally the death of creativity. Yes. The, the more heads you have, yeah. the worse, the worse, the more people making decisions you have, the worse. Yeah. It should be one person at the very it should be a perfect pyramid yeah. there should be one person at the top making all the decisions everyone underneath just doing what they say right <laughs> that's and, how good creativity and, is done and offering their opinion of course say, sure hey, yeah, say, hey i don't well, know if this is the best way to go right. and then that person goes oh interesting and right. then makes the change and then or goes the fucking decision. no i'm gonna call. Yeah. no we're gonna stick it should be with one person's vision there should never be i mean unless you have like you know the wachowskis or the or the cohen brothers where there's like kind of a yeah. symbiotic thing going on it should be a singular vision. Every piece of creative should be one person. Right. And everybody else is kind of flowing up to them. Yes. You know, instead of we have this team that has this say over this part, it's always going to be tatters. I don't know if we, um, maybe we need to get some buy-in from the right. blah, blah, blah. When's the last great movie that you've seen that it's like there's four writers? Right. Never. No. You know, I mean, Infinity War, I think, had a few. Yeah. One of the greats. <laughs> one of the great films. Are you excited for Avengers Endgame uh, coming out in well, May? Well, it's, you know, I'll never get the satisfaction of having the, the bad guy win yeah, again. No, but, he's going to lose you know, big time. Yeah. But Josh Brolin was robbed for that Academy Award oh, nomination. Where, where was that at? No. Very, anyway, very sad. This was way too long an episode. Uh, no, it's not that long, actually. Uh, so, Klobuchar, uh, I'm on the fence about. She's probably a shitty no, boss, but there's gone. something else going on. Yeah, she's not going to be president. She'll be gone. Her name is too fucked up. You can't have a weird away. last name as president. Well, she's a, some kind of, she's like a Slav. She's like half, um, yeah. I looked it up. She's she's like Slovenian. Who's the other one? Who's the guy with the really <laughs> weird name? But, Buddy Gieg? I can't pronounce his name. B-U-T-T-I-G-I-E-G. You're not going to be president. Your name is too crazy. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You have to have a cool sounding name to be president. Yeah. It, it has Obama. to sound good. <laughs> Obama sounds pretty bad. Obama's after but nine eleven. Um, no, it, it it turned out fine. If the name works in front of administration, then you can be president. Yeah, you can't have the Bushchulig. No, Obama administration. That sounds fine. That sounds Bush good, administration, yeah. Clinton right. administration, Trump administration. Right, all those are good names. Romney administration. What's the weirdest named president we've had so far, besides Obama. Obviously, that's the weirdest. I mean, but now, it's only weird because it's you know, not American. Con- contextually. It's hard to say because it's all very normal like names. Garfield is now it sounds silly because of the cat. No, that's but at the time it I was mean, fine. like what's like a a stra- Have we ever had like a truly strange named president? I don't really think so. It's always very ba- it's like the very simple names. Yeah, we'd have to look. I'm sure there's somebody. Yeah, Carter, Reagan, Kennedy. Johnson, Washington, Adams. Yeah, Franklin Pierce. I guess McKinley is like Irishy. Yeah, even though I'm sure he wasn't Irish. Yeah. Good question. What's the weirdest name president? (laughs) 
Hey, it's plug time. Thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to do a few plugs real quickly. Uh, join our forum at nahf.boards.net. We have some fun conversations happening there. Not really, but, you know, if you join, it'll be more fun. You can email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe on your preferred podcast platform and write us a review on iTunes. Pretty please. It's so helpful if you do that. Yeah, and do all those things and don't fucking text me. Yeah, leave don't, Isaac uh, alone. Do not text me your thoughts about the podcast. Yeah, That's, send them to the email or post exactly. them on the forum and we will respond there yeah. and it'll be great. Right. Uh, and then my social media is all funzaroni, including my website. You can follow me there. Thank you. How do you spell that? F-U-N-Z-A-R-O-N-I. Funzaroni. Funzaroni. And why is it that? Uh, it's a name I picked ages ago and now it's too late. Yeah. To go back. Sounds around. Uh you can find me at isaacsimpson.com. That's my website. Uh it's a portfolio website, so it's a lot of my work uh in the advertising and journalism and brand creation world, but uh you can also find ways to contact me there. Um and also uh, I don't really do socials, but you can find me on Medium. That's probably the best place to, to find me or LinkedIn. I enjoy being LinkedIn. So just LinkedIn Isaac Simpson and you can uh, talk to me there. That's it. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Don't text Isaac. <laughs>